Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's that? I got even a zoom light. Look at this cool like thing it. I got from my buddy from Congress. It's a zoom light. Oh, a nice. Zoom light. So I okay. put it right here. And look at the. All of a sudden, you got better lighting. I like that. All right, I, I am ready for you to start whenever you want to start. We're starting. We're starting because what it is, it's two friends talking. That's basically what this has been since, well, one day it just happened with us on the radio. We sat down at Jerry's Deli before the show even started. And we realized, you know, my best friend, Bobby, I have several best friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby B. I'll give him a gangster nickname like your friends. And um, went to Geneseo. It was one of, one of the start launching points of our conversation. And um, and when we were finished that conversation before we started a show together, you bought your son a cupcake at Jerry's Deli that looked like a baseball. And I, I said, that. yes, I said, like, this is a good guy. And we realized we had a lot of the same friends since we were very, very young. And you can trust somebody who isn't a professional bridge burner. And you know someone's not a professional bridge burner when they've had friends for years and years and years. Yeah, I don't burn bridges. At least I don't. For me to burn a bridge, it takes everything to go bad after trying to piece it back together. You're right. Same here. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We don't try to be. But, you know, you like to be perfect with your friends. You like to accumulate as many friends as you can and keep those friendships going on. and. Now, that's a topic for a different podcast. I'm not in the mood for that today because I just got out of the pool. And then my wife said to me, first off, I jumped in the pool. I do what's called a dad dive. I, I stand on my jacuzzi and I dive into the pool. And usually I test the water. Well, I didn't. And I felt <laughs> like I dove into Antarctica, the water of Antarctica. I came up. I came up like a scene in a movie. I was so cold. And my wife goes, what are you doing? And I get out and I put the towel on me because it was that cold. It really is that cold. Uh-huh. And she goes, what are you doing? She goes, you're going to do that thing? I go, no, I'm going to do the podcast with Looney. I'm a, I'm a content provider. And she just <laughs> shook her head and started laughing. Because <laughs> this week I did nine radio shows and a big Raiders podcast. And now this podcast on a Friday, and I have it right here. Excuse me one moment. Sure. Here it is in real time. I have, I'm going to get some sponsors in here. I have my Modelo because on every Friday – I re- we love this because you'll call bullshit. On every Friday, <laughs> I reward myself with a bucket of Modellos. I take four Modellos and I put them on a bucket of ice in a Modelo bucket. And I do this before the radio show. The radio show is from noon to two. And I put them on there and I pour ice over them. I do it so meticulously and they glisten in the sun. And then ice melts around my Modelo. And then when I'm done with my week, I reward myself with my bucket of Modellos. And it feels wow. great. You well, wouldn't do that because you don't day drink. You don't drink when the sun's up. I, yeah, I don't I, drink I, a lot during the day either, but on right, Friday I do. So rare. cheers to everyone as we record the JT and Looney podcast uh, less than a week out from the Thursday night opening of the NFL draft. And I don't know if any of the online places or in Vegas, if they take any wagering on the NFL draft, but I do know that they do on uh, the NBA playoffs. And betonline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball information, stats, news, sources, your information headquarters as we head into the NBA playoffs. And it's your fastest and easiest way to get your betting info and to place a wager online. Betting options, your favorite casino and card games, too. 
and you can play right from home. Why am I yelling? Because the loudest person in the room is usually the one who's right. Head to bet online today. Use your PC or your phone. Be sure to get the promo code BLEAV. That's BLEAV. You get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just for being friends with JT and Looney at Bet Online, where the game starts. And like Cher slapping Nicolas Cage and Moonstruck, great hot tub time machine 80s reference, the Lakers seem to have snapped out of it. And the Lakers could make some noise <laughs> this year in the NBA playoffs, and I'm looking forward to that well, happening because that will drive on. people crazy. Yeah, I have to push back on that uh, because the Lakers won one game. The Warriors <laughs> have won one game so far in the 2023 playoffs there. But, right. you know, the big topic earlier today when I was on Mad Dog was about the suspensions. What's a flagrant one? What's a flagrant two? What's an ejection? And then what's a suspension? This is a very important topic, so let's go through it. If you're going to kick someone or thump someone, there's only a few ways – in the NBA where you can hurt someone. That would be a punch, mm-hmm. an elbow, a tackle when someone goes up for a dunk and you tackle them. That could, that could really hurt someone. Yep. Or kicking. So Joel Embiid against the Nets, and he's probably going to win the MVP. He was going back and forth, and he played a rough game. He was on the ground the whole game, and at one point he kicked Claxon up. So here's a seven-foot man kicking up to the groin of a player, and he got a foul for it, but he didn't. He's not getting suspended for it. The NBA said that. But then Draymond stood over uh, Sabonis and stomped on him, as we talked about, on his chest. Right. And he got not only ejected from the game, he got suspended for game three. The Warriors, fortunately, won that game three, but they had to do it without Draymond Green. And Embiid won't get suspended for game four in a series that's already over. Philadelphia's up 3 nothing. That series is over what do you think i like the bully ball of the 80s and 90s i like lambeer i like rambus i like mikhail tackling and fighting bird punching dr j and then my knicks my bully ball knicks with charles smith and charles oakley and anthony mason literally playing so rough it was like a rugby game now now the nba is about threes every time you catch the ball just shoot and we don't see that rough and tough basketball anymore. No, we don't. And I will have to admit, as a kid, I used to really get excited when they squared off. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was, a, if you go way back in the hot tub time machine, they went, at one time they were called cagers. And that's because mm-hmm. they used to allow them to fight. And they would put a cage around uh, the basketball court for professional basketball players so the, 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 the fans didn't get involved. And so that's where the term cager comes from. So fighting has been, surprisingly, part of basketball's history, which they don't highlight uh, very often. And uh, you and I also know, you and I know from going to big fights, I've been over, to, I've been over 50 world championship fights uh, in Vegas, ringside, you far more than that. And what happens when you're at a fight and a fight breaks out behind you? Everyone turns, they stop watching the professionals, and they turn around <laughs> to watch the amateurs behind them. People love to watch a fight. If somebody is at work and someone hollers, Jimmy and Rashid are out in the parking lot fighting, everyone will run to the window. So it probably would be good for the game if they had more fighting, but I understand why they don't. Well, it's, it's a style of basketball. Big topic probably on recent podcasts here for us has been the NBA and why fans don't like the NBA as much. And this could get a little uncomfortable because we just went through COVID. They 
you know, the Lakers won a championship in the bubble. Yeah. Then we had the murder of George Floyd. Yeah. And I called it the summer of George Floyd where NBA players in the bubble and outside wore the names of African-Americans who were killed on their uniforms. And then on right. the court, they put stop racism, which sounds good to me, and stop violence, whatever it is. And that turned off some NBA fans, not because they don't want to stop violence and they'd like to stop racism, but they didn't want it thrown at them. They didn't want to see yeah. it on the court. They didn't want to see it on the uniform. They didn't want to be preached to. They didn't want to be politicized during an NBA game. So more and more people I talked to would say, I don't watch the NBA anymore. And I'd go, excuse me? They go, yeah, I don't like LeBron in Taiwan and China. I don't like what they did in the bubble. And I go, wait, wait. These are young, mostly African-American athletes. They're going to use their platform to voice their opinion on political issues. And a lot of people just don't want to have that. They don't want that mixed right. in sport. And a lot of times what happens also is people don't always like to look in the mirror. And people, and good people will say, well, wait a minute. Why do I need to be told that I'm being, uh, I'm a white privileged guy or that I need to look inward? I'm a good person. I'm not racist. And so people get defensive about about the topic in general and for uh, it's an uncomfortable topic when it shouldn't be. If you're comfortable with the topic of race and comfortable with the topic of, of racism, then maybe your heart is in the right place. And maybe if you're uncomfortable with the talk of, topic of racism or you think end racism is a political statement, when it's, which it's not, it's a human rights statement, maybe you uh, need to look in the mirror. But I think any time yeah. we can look in the mirror, uh, it, uh, the, as you always say, you always make your, your 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 famous quote is you make seven mistakes before breakfast or however many you usually say you always change the number. Uh, we can always change. Uh, the w best way to change the world is to look in the mirror. and But people don't like to do that. And the point I'm getting to on the NBA is a lot of fans have left the NBA. They have. That's something that I don't hide from. But I tell them to come back for the playoffs. And. I've said this on multiple <laughs> platforms. I have. I've said this yeah. on multiple platforms. I believe the NBA is probably the strongest playoff. It's stronger than Major oh, League Baseball's it? playoff. Oh, my God. Hockey isn't is it? right there. Hockey's got a smaller audience, and the playoffs are right. epic. But the NBA and football, the playoffs are okay. They get, they get good, but there are bad football playoff games all the time. But the NBA, because we had, I think, one of the worst seasons of all time. It was dominated by injuries, load management, tanking. The Mavericks got fined for literally tanking at the end of the year. And what happens is it's the only sport that really likes to flip the switch. It goes from the regular season adding in this garbage play-in tournament, this garbage. We'll take the final four worst teams. We'll let them battle it out for two to go in, one to be the seventh seed and the eighth seed, and none of those teams are going to really do much. The Lakers might. But then all of a sudden the content gets better. They play harder. They die for balls. Look at this. We started off – this topic talking about Draymond thumping someone and Joel Embiid kicking someone because there's much more at stake. Emotions are higher, more money's on the line, legacies yeah. on the line. And then the product gets a lot better, but man, it was a shitty regular season. There was nothing redeeming about it. It was pretty terrible. Kawhi took a game off game three for knee soreness. What knee soreness. Yeah. I watched the first two games. He was great. He was unguardable. And Durant's trying to find his chemistry. Anthony Davis got hurt in the first game at Memphis, came back and played, and the Lakers are tied going into this podcast by the time you download it. 
And I just hope the NBA playoffs, more people watch, because I think if you come back to it, you'll gravitate back, Tom, and you'll see how great and competitive it is. And when you think about it as well, how LeBron James has conducted himself throughout his professional career, don't you wish everyone would put the politics aside? Who cared who he voted for? And, of course, he doesn't want people who look like him having trouble when they get pulled over. Of course! Uh, but that's about, that's about as controversial as it gets. Uh, we, he, we've known who he was since he was in high school. How many, you know, a lot of guys who are wonderful citizens still make mistakes in their teens and their twenties, who we know over the years, has he made any, has he got any, has he, has he got a speeding ticket? How can you go through, you and I have, you and I did a lot of crazy shit when we were teens in our twenties. It's a good thing we weren't famous. Uh, we did stuff that doesn't seem like LeBron did that stuff. And he was on the cover of magazines and on sports sports center since he was a teenager. I think it's pretty amazing how he's came down. Yeah, LeBron's always been a great citizen God. about it. And that leads us to another topic from today. Five NFL players were suspended for gambling, which is a massive story today. Uh, a couple of them for six games and three others. Uh, four of these guys played for the Lions for gambling. Uh, and that's a big issue because if you bet on college football, uh, that was six games. It, it's still – I'm trying to figure out more and more of this as it's right. kind of fluid as we speak. But you can't gamble on sports. Does that make these guys bad citizens? No. They were just stupid to gamble because everybody lives on their cell phone. Everybody's got a gaming app. Every commercial on a football NBA game is for gambling. And they're telling you to gamble, gamble, gamble. And if you're in the team facility or on the team bus, you're traveling with the team, you can't do it. So just don't do it. It'll affect your legacy. It's not, it doesn't mean you're point shaving. It doesn't mean you're dropping a ball on purpose. You're just not allowed to do it. But the hypocrisy is beautiful Isn't it? because of what's happening here because the leagues are now taking the newest revenue stream. The old revenue stream used to be television. Now it's still streaming, and the numbers are enormous. But now the gambling revenue, which the players get a piece of that in the league, is even bigger. So you're going to see a little bit more of these stories popping up over the next couple of months, next couple of years. Right, and you, and you will, and it's, it's, it's going to be a problem because it, when something is legal in society and you don't want your employees to do it, the same thing's happening with pot. When pot's now pretty much illegal in most of the culture where we live, I don't know my, how many states it's legal, but it's legal in a lot of states. And then – you know, what state are you in? Can you fly with it? Can you, uh, you know, what are the rules at work, at home, at play? And you're going to have a lot of uh, conflicting issues like this. And same thing with gambling. Big Fox, the eye-popping $787.5 million settlement to resolve the Dominion voting system defamation lawsuit was a big storyline this week. And you wouldn't have noticed if you watch Fox News. Right. They don't cover it at all. Which, again, I, I've said this before, we're not hiding anything. You right. lean to the left, I lean to the right. We have different opinions on social issues, political issues, and all of that. And mm -hmm. what I'm Our opinions on social issues are pretty similar, but we have, yeah, we, we have places much. where we are. Yeah. But I wanted to get to this in a second from a content perspective. I was just fascinated that Fox, which is completely wrong with all of this, they were going to get their ass kicked in court. I watch Fox News. I watch less of it now because some of it is just trash. It used to be I'd watch a little O'Reilly, Glenn Beck. Mm -hmm. I watch this. Now it's just a bunch of comedians 
who just mock our president as late night comedians mock the former president. It's just make fun of shit that I don't like. I don't Very like high school grown men. I don't like what grown men in suit and ties get on who aren't comedians. Like if Jesse Waters or one of these guys were comedians, they would be comedians. Chris Rock is a comedian. Jerry Seinfeld, a comedian. But when they stay, when they say on cable news and they make fun of people all the time and they can't admit when they're wrong. So anyway, Fox settles this because they were going to lose in court easily. They actually were swimming in the jury. jury Isn't it amazing, though? They invented the term fake news, and they got caught doing fake news. So there's no doubt doubt what they did. And again, I'll still watch Fox News, and I'll still watch some of the programming here. But the issue was, and I reached out to you on it, is I just knew exactly what was going to happen. Fox News invented the orange news alert. Breaking news. Alert. Alert. And it's for everything. Biden trips coming off the plane, or something happens. There's, There's a Fox News alert. And I noticed there was no alert when they put their tails between the legs and almost $800 million, and it would have been over a billion when they lost. They settled on this, and all the shows led off with violence in Chicago or an old coronavirus story of this and that. And I texted you at the time, and I said, I'm watching this in real time, and they couldn't even lead off their shows. All they would have had to do is this. Hi, I'm JT. Welcome to Fox News Blank Tonight. Just want to say before we start, we settled on the Dominion case where we didn't admit guilt because we settled out of court for almost $800 million. Uh, That's the breaking news as we get to our monologue. They didn't even do it, whereas CNN and MSNBC were all on that. And I just texted you and I said, we've got to talk about this. We have to talk about how cable news tries to forget it and are their viewers that stupid that they're going to get to the top of the hour news update. They're not going to mention it, and they hope the viewers forget it happened. And I think they're hoping the viewers live in an echo chamber where they only follow certain things on Twitter and they only follow mm-hmm. certain things, and then they, and they've been brainwashed into thinking that you can't trust real news organizations like the New York Times or the L.A. Times or the Washington Post or NBC, ABC, CBS. You can't watch them because of the conspiracy theory that – they are in bed with fill-in-the-blank, liberals or whatever, and you can only watch your echo chambers, and they're hoping the echo chamber people don't find out. What's really bothered me over the years with politics is, it's, it's start, and you know, it, I guess it makes sense. The World Wrestling Federation and professional wrestling are incredibly popular in America, and a professional wrestler got elected governor of Minnesota. We should have saw something coming. Jesse Ventura. And then, so if you act like a professional wrestler, no one ever thought you could, could get you elected. But act like a right-wing talk show host, talk like that. People thought in the diplomatic world of politics that wouldn't work. And it starts to work. And I think, uh, so, so that, that bothers me because of the nature of it. I like the world of dis- diplomacy and us two, you know, discussing ideas in the marketplace laughing at each other's cockamamie opinions and then grabbing another beer. Yeah, and I, I, it, I, I like what you're saying on that because it's about talking about the truth, even though we don't have the same opinions, right. covering stories that need to be covered. And as I'm looking at the tweet and conceding out, with each other when the other person's right. Oh, I, I said, you don't know a person in your life that apologizes more than me. I, at least I do it now. Jesus. I apologize more than ever. It's easy to apologize. And this is another jump off point. I had Mike Diamond on last week, the motivational speaker on our podcast. And it's great. The toughest thing for men to do now should be the easiest thing is apologies. 
Whenever you screw up badly, just apologize and move on if you're sincere about it, because that's what we watch athletes And, and have a sense of humor about it. Have a sense of humor about how wrong you are. Yeah, have a sense the- of humor about your yeah, – even if you – you have an outrageous opinion on, I want free everything for everybody. How are we going to pay for it? Oh, God, I don't know. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of, a, a, in a macro sense, describes my politics. And, but I can certainly laugh at it. Jesus. Let's go back and read the tweets. Okay, this is what I put out. So this is my, my voice okay. on the podcast and what I tweeted. Here it is. One cable network is covering the story of a cable conglomerate settling a massive lawsuit instead of losing in an upcoming trial while the other cable network is covering a story about a Chinese lab and coronavirus. Any guesses? It's insane. What news looks like in 2023. Then the new tweet, when a cable news sports network, radio or newspaper publication specifically avoids a breaking news story that directly affects their reputation and business, they lose all their credibility, all of it, period. They might stay in business, but don't deserve an ounce of respect. And that's what happened with Fox News not covering Dominion. They lost. They got their ass kicked. It isn't the end of the world. If you watch Succession, the big HBO show, it's about family drama loosely Mm -hmm. based on the Murdochs, and they lose deals all the time, and they buy deals all the time, and there's a rip within the family. But you got to cover the news. And we're at a point now in sports. This happens in sports a lot, but I wanted to cover it in cable news. Network news is supposed to cover it all. A train derailment. They covered Dominion Fox. They cover everything. Now, you might think that news outlet is a little bit biased. I love when people say, well, I don't watch ABC or NBC or CBS. I don't like these so-called anchors. They still have to cover the national news. You're you're right. And there's no liberal or conservative way to cover a forest fire, an earthquake, a mass shooting, all these things that happen. When people talk about the, you know, the liberal news media, all the, most of the things that they cover are neither liberal nor conservative. When a house burns, or even local, when a house burns down, that's real. Not fake news. It's real. And most of the news is, uh, most of the news people, the page one guys are amazing all over the country, but so are the locals. You know how they try to get it right. I work with people that are so, that check three times to make sure. Am I filling in news guys? Because I'm working in the news business. Now. Okay, wait, wait. Now you're starting at seven? I have an older guy that calls <laughs> you. You're starting at seven, right? And then he'll call back to double check. Double checks everything, just like you're supposed to with your with your news stories. You're supposed to have two sources. He double checks with me all the time about what time we start. News people try to get every iota of every story right. So hard, but we've created this paranoia that, that they're part of the Illuminati and try, they have they have some agenda, which they get together at Denny's and try to decide what it is. And that's crazy. Yeah, I watch the news every night, and I put on a news mix, news mix channel that has the BBC, it has Fox, it has oh, cool. CNN, whatever uh-huh. it is there. And I look, I watch Fox when I watch it for opinions, right? It's right. opinions. They'll give you the hard news when they can, but last week they were just pathetic. And other cable networks are pathetic. And you know, I I was talking. I got one one, one note about that. This is a real thing that goes on in nursing homes around the country. Happened with my Uncle Mike in Vestal. And that was they had to try to find a way to fool my Uncle Mike into thinking that the cable company wasn't carrying Fox News. This happens all over the country because it would trigger him. Fox News was triggering my ailing uncle, who's no longer with us, 
And my cousin Pat had to try to figure a way to get the remote and program the remote so it didn't go to Fox News. Did he think it was like a Dominion remote where they uh, <laughs> programmed it? I mean, and we're dealing with that shit crazy real, people yeah, now. That, that's a real thing in nursing homes across the country where they won't allow Fox News on the televisions because it's triggering the older people. And, you know, that that bothers me. And then one more thing, too. It, we love talk radio and talk television and the spoken. We're in the spoken word business. But when people mix up entertainment with having a cause, that's when it gets boring. Sean Hannity's boring to me because he's like he's, he thinks he's an influencer and he's got a cause. No, be entertaining. Rush was entertaining. He had music and songs and jingles, and he, he was a disc jockey who became a, a talk show host, and he knew how it worked. And then now these guys who have talent, but they forget, it's go with entertainment, go, go with being funny, go with being quirky over thinking that you have some fucking kind of cause. Well, I think what this comes down to is us. We both started at Premier Radio Network, mm-hmm. a big company, which was based on the revenue of Rush Limbaugh. Right, Hannity, yeah. and then we worked and on Dr. Laura. That, those are the Laura. Rock, those and, and Art Bell. They that was all their genius that built that network. And JT the Brick and Tom Lewis yeah, and Rick Dees. Yeah, <laughs> so a lot of people there, and so we know the culture of that. And I don't have mm-hmm. a, a real problem with that. I didn't agree with all the programming, right. but we 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 grew up together, you and I, as broadcasters for a company that would put people on that had strong political views, and Rush right. Limbaugh was one of them, and he had the, he had the biggest audience by far in the history and you know Hannity had a big audience too but the other night they flipped uh, Hannity to a live television audience which is a bad sign that means it's not working out they, mm-hmm. they, they don't want him at the desk anymore he's getting his ass kicked by Tucker Carlson which should be another podcast and Hannity's getting his ass kicked in the ratings when he never should have from the guy who at times is even doing more unique stuff and they put him in front of a live audience to kind of mix it up you want to talk about a group of people in a studio audience you look at this studio audience and who's there and who wants to get tickets for that and uh. watch this <laughs> as they throw out red meat to the base and they try yeah. to do comedy. The last thing on this, and we got to move on to something else, is that sure. when these political goofballs and even ones who are making 40 million, 60 million, the highest rated guys, when they try to be funny, I've always said I don't try to be funny much on radio. Mm. Jay Moore is a comedian. He could be funny. You know, professional comedians could do that. But when they take the Fox News guys and they try to make them funny and try to crack jokes and then they're cracking jokes on everyone else, it drives me crazy. Just like when I turn on late night talk shows, I stay up late. My wife and I stay up. I I don't go to bed till past midnight every night of my life. And I DVR Kimmel. That's it. And I try to watch a little of it live. The first word that comes out of his mouth, every single monologue is Trump. If you right. told him you had to do a monologue, Jimmy, and you could not use Trump for a monologue, I swear to God he couldn't do it. Then oh, if, he fought for his – they, they told him not to. He said, I'll quit. Yeah, he, that's all he wants to talk about. That's, he's fascinated by it, and he tries to make it funny. And, and to his credit, the way he tries to make it funny with videos and other things, he's successful, whatever. Well, he, and then Colbert, Colbert's yeah. more mean. He's more mm. mean at Trump. Like, he freaking hates Trump. So he'll come at him like aggressively insane as he's in character, which is Stephen Colbert, which he doesn't need to be Stephen Colbert anymore because he's not on the Daily Show. Right. That's another. And the Stephen Colbert show, which was a parody of being Bill O'Reilly on Fox News. And then Fallon. 
Fallon's just bumbling and stumbling and stuttering and getting to the music, which he's really good at, and the guest and the game shows and all that. But all of it's changed in our lifetime, some for the worse, just a little bit for the better. And the way we're getting our news, the way we're getting our news is really confusing to this country. They're getting it in parody form. They're getting it from pundits on cable news. And they're getting it from the networks, and they don't even trust the networks. And they've been, and that's where something has gone wrong. Is is the people who do a good job, the New York Times and the L.A. Times and the legitimate newspapers, who and they've been painted so liberal. The the first Democrat the L.A. Times ever endorsed for president was Barack Obama. Okay, it's in its entire history. So, but people have been brainwashed and think, well, Los Angeles, it's got to be a liberal publication, and it's eventually got more liberal and fair over the years. Pretty much, it's a great fair and balanced paper. And the New York Times is the gold standard, but people have been brainwashed into thinking it's not. That anything that anything you don't agree with or that investigates the truth, then you're a hater. When I told the truth about Kobe, people say, why are you hating on Kobe? Because we were confusing truth with agenda in this country, and that's what gets dangerous. If you want to tell the truth, you people think you have an agenda. Well, the way we're getting news is just people want to get the news they want to hear. Right. Some of the elderly, yeah. some of the elderly want to get the news from. And, you know, Fox that's what's news. changed the most, if I may say. Right. Because I work at, at a station where I kind of skew towards it's a more Trumpy listeners. I just skew towards uh, I, 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 it's always the truth, but stuff they want to hear. Yeah, some liberals want to get it through MSNBC, right. CNN. I turn on CNN only for tornadoes. Yes, it's and that's when they're at their best. Yeah, I, I turn that on to see if there's Anderson in a T-shirt standing in New Orleans. And unfortunately, I turn it on more so than not for school shootings yeah. and mass shootings, which yeah. are happening again. It's actually getting worse. And I don't I hate I don't even want to get into it here. It's the weekend. It's Friday. It's my bucket of Modelo's. But, you know, when there's breaking news, whenever you see an alert, whenever you see an alert on the news, it should be serious. It shouldn't be because we want to give our political views. And, and be a pundit on something. Oh, it right. should be the, the school shooting. There's a tornado. Please find shelter. When my There's friends a hurricane moved here coming from to Florida. When my That's friends moved here from England, they for. couldn't believe they moved to L.A. and there was a breaking news. <laughs> and it was that uh, that Elizabeth Taylor had checked into Betty Ford. <laughs> they they that broke. That would be breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news, the Vanderpump rules are on. (laughs) Breaking news, Andy Cohen's coming up on Bravo here in an hour. Um, A couple other quick topics here as we like to go around the table. Gail likes to go around the table in the morning. It's just terrible (laughs) television. She wants to have coffee talk around the table and then do hard news. Uh, That the morning news is even crazier. George Stephanopoulos Stephanopoulos will tell you, King Jong-un in Korea, they fired a missile into the sea between Japan, and you're like, oh, my God, that guy's getting crazier. One of those missiles might not be programmed correctly, and that missile might hit Japan, and then they go to commercial, and George is back with an apron. He's making pancakes. <laughs> making pancakes. He's making cupcakes. How do you get your news in the morning? Oh I mean, my a God. lot of times I'm not up to watch that that early in the morning, but how about the network morning shows? Well, in local morning oh. shows, because Channel 5 is great. They have live news all day, all the time, it uh, seems. And uh, so we have, at KABC, we have a... Uh, a contract with them that we can use their sound and so they're on when I'm anchoring all the time and but they have like an eight forty five shake your booty. You know <laughs> they 
all get up. Oh, they all shake like, their booties. Like, oh, fuck, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I need some, you know, I need some fresh meat here. Uh, we're doing the same stories. Can you go live somewhere? No. <laughs> they shake our booties. Booty at 848. Like, oh, hey, God. quickly, our time is running out. We got less than five minutes on our clock. I'm going ringside. I've been to over 100 championship mm-hmm. fights. I'm going to see Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia, Saturday night T-Mobile here. Oh, my God, a real fight. Tank Davis is nasty. He's shaming Ryan Garcia, saying all all the angry things that you should say if you want to sell a fight. And Ryan Garcia's got millions of social media followings. He's a good-looking young man, and he he doesn't have the knockout power of Tank Davis. But, man, that left is insane. He's faster. I really think I'm going to a fight that has the chance to be an epic fight in the beginning of a trilogy. I hope I see that fight. He can knock out. Tank Davis with a liver shot, JT. Don't underestimate the power of Ryan Garcia because they follow him on social media, and he does a he does this bit where he has anyone, a professional fighter or a friend, put on a big iron suit, and he just starts hitting them in their body, and they don't last long uh, with the iron suit on. So uh, he's got as much power as Tank Davis. So his left, he could knock you out with his left or his right. I discovered him in the kitchen at Premier when we worked there, and I went back to get something to eat. Big fight on TV. He knocked out some guy. I said, who is this child? Because he was about 18 or 19 at the time. And, yeah, he's one of the toughest guys on the planet. Great social media file. He knows a great millennial social media guy or Gen Z or whatever he is. Oh, he's, he's really he's good. So great. Yeah, and, and he pr- really tries to bring in even all orientations. He's got a big gay following, which he loves, and which is really unique of you know, the youngsters of our generation. And I, I, I find him incredibly entertaining, but he can knock you out with either hand. Don't think well, that what he's I find interesting about this fight, I had, yeah, I had Kevin Ioli on from Yahoo Schmitty, James Schmitty Smith oh, on my shows. This what are they week. thinking? Well, Tank Davis, this is not a Floyd Mayweather fight. Jab, jab, jab. Let's run away. No. <laughs> no, 12, no, nothing. This no. is going to be a fight. Right. And if Tank Davis falls behind, he has the ability to come back and knock anybody out. If he, if his corner tells him in the seventh round, you're losing. He will go balls out and go for a knockout, and he can do it. If Garcia is trailing in the fight because Tank Davis gets off to a good start, Garcia, I think, is the better tactician. I think he's got the, he's much faster, so he should land more punches. But if he falls behind, he's probably not going to knock him out, and he's going to have to try to knock him out, and that'll leave him open, especially when he throws that left. His head comes up, and Tank Davis could take his head off. But I just like the fact that it's a real fight. The promoters didn't get in the way of it. You know, you got a guy 28-0 with 26 knockouts. Got another guy with, well, over 20 wins with 20-plus knockouts. Uh, they're perfect records. It's in Vegas. They've it's both big. been knocked on their ass, and they can get right up off their ass and knock you out. Great young fighters, and they're yep. not being held back from us like, you know, Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence, who should be fighting their third fight at Trilogy, and they weren't able to do it, and we were held back from. Yeah, every every generation, there's great fighters in the same goddamn division that don't fight each other, and it drives us crazy. Yeah, the most famous one was Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather. They held yeah. it to the end, and Manny wasn't 100% in that fight, but that'll be a good fight. Uh, real quick, what are you watching? What are you watching, Tom Looney? What oh, should I Beef. Watch? I'm watching a TV show called Beef Summer, saying it's one of the great uh, TV shows of all time. Who knows? There's a, we, we have Right now, we're living the golden age of television. There's lots of those. It's a road rage incident. Goes way too far. Funny, erotic, a horrifying portrait, actually, of uh, two people locked in a manic, depressive spiral of mutually assured destruction. Does, it's it, gl- does it take place in L.A.? Uh, partially, yes, yeah. and it's and it's 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 uh, Glenn from The Walking Dead and the stand-up comedian Ali Wong, who's this 
uh, Asian woman who's got a dirty mouth, but she's very funny, and she's terrific in this television show. It's great. It's called Beef. Check it out. Share the podcast. Download. Here's what you do. Subscribe for free on YouTube. Download the podcast and share it. That's all you have to do. You don't have to pay a fee. We'll figure that out down the road. It's free content, but it doesn't work unless you subscribe, download, and share. And thanks for listening to the JT and Looney podcast and watching it. And remember, say it loud. The louder person is always usually the correct person. That's why it's not a, politi- life. Yeah, not a political statement life. here. It's just, yes, it's a, it's, it's a philosophy that you and I share. When you're the loudest, that means you are the correctest. At least we agree about something. <laughs> All right, see you. Wow. Thank you for listening to all 36 minutes and 36 seconds of the JT and Looney podcast. Are we symmetrical or are we symmetrical? And of course, the JT and Looney podcast, oh, not of course, I hate when broadcasters say of course. The JT and Looney podcast is powered by Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.